Welcome to episode number 42 of Taking You to the Top. Today's guest is the founder of Thoughtful Innovations Marketing. Thoughtful Innovations is a different kind of marketing company with marketing options for your business that work. They specialize in speaking the language of your customers and understanding how best to reach them, then inspire them to take action. They do the homework for you. Saving you time and money. Their mission is to understand your dream and positioning and get that message out to your ideal customer. They make it easy to build and grow the social platforms that your customers are on. Join Rami in welcoming him to the show. If you have any questions for our guest today, please leave them in the comment section below. Also, if you'd like to get more data on any of our guests, please download the Taking You to the Top app from our website. That being said, we hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Taking You to the Top. In this podcast, Rami spends time speaking with founders and CEOs from across the globe and asks them specific questions to learn exactly how they built and launched their businesses. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn. Are you ready to take it to the top? All right, Robert, welcome to episode number 42 of Taking You to the Top. Thank you for joining me today. No, truly a pleasure and an honor to be here today, Robin. Thank you so much. Uh, so, Robert, if you wouldn't mind to get us started, if you could introduce yourself, take us back from the beginning, um, tell us where you're from and how your journey started to founding your company today. Uh, it Most definitely. Um, so... I'm Robert Fuller, uh, CEO and Marketing Director of Thoughtful Innovations, a full-stack digital marketing agency. Um, as far as where I'm from in life, I, I grew up in the military, so I've lived um, all across the U.S. and uh, Spain, Panama, a few, um, few other countries as well. Um, I started my journey into entrepreneurism really in the MLM industry. And, and it got me really, really interested in what were the strategies and some of the behind the scenes techniques that seemed to be, um, seemed to really be boosting um, the type of earnings that individuals were making. Um, okay. So next thing I know, I went down the rabbit hole and looked at uh, the, the whole world when it came to digital marketing, everything from influencer marketing, to social ads, to uh, pay-per-click, to email marketing, just the full spectrum of what digital marketing looked like. And, and just really got uh, enamored with, with the potential and the opportunity that it represented. Um, sure. from, there, from there, I went into more of a freelance type role and after several years of, of you know, gaining more, more understanding, um, getting better educated on on the techniques and 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 how it's done, um, and then being able to apply those and, and learn from myself and develop my own style naturally led into uh, me developing thoughtful innovations. Okay, and and what does your offering look like today? So today we really pride ourselves on our ability to meet the client with where they're at in their business life cycle. 
Um, okay. I, I come from a very shoestring beginning, very humble origins, and it was a complete life change that led me to uh, entrepreneurism and especially with digital marketing. So I, I, we pride ourselves on the ability to really meet the company where they're at, whether that's at, at just the beginning of their digital journey or a more well-established and, and, and larger company, um, really pick out what their lowest hanging um, fruit with the biggest potential for impact for them is, while keeping an eye on what a, 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 a whole well-rounded digital platform that really produced in their particular market and for their particular offering. And, and, and really just provide them the best solutions that meet with them. So whether that's social ads, whether that's pay-per-click, whether that's um, messenger marketing, SMS, you name it. And, and we have a team that's really built around making that successful and not looking at it from an isolated silo perspective, but how it plays into the whole picture. Okay, got it. And uh, how does team size look? Because usually with these situations, depending on the size of the company, you may need an entire team just to handle, you know, the workload of one big company rather no, than and, many and, small ones. It, and, and that's very true. And that can be quite the hurdle. I, I came into, when I came into digital marketing, you know, I started in the freelance world. So I, I've always believed that, that no matter whether, what side it's from, everything's about the relationships you develop. So right. over the course of the 10 plus years that I've been involved with digital marketing, I've really developed strong relationships with different disciplines of teams, individuals that I've worked with well over the year, and that I can plug into whatever project that, that they're going to fit best on, and they're going to be able to collaborate with other disciplines within that project. So I have a really well-rounded team around me for multiple disciplines that, if, if, you know, if somebody needs... Uh, pay-per-click marketing, I have my team for that. If somebody needs uh, uh, content marketing, I have my team for that. If somebody needs email marketing or lead nurturing or lead generation, I have teams that I know have performed quality work and that we work well together and that they're good with working with other disciplines within the marketing world as well. Okay, uh, but uh, is it possible, can you give us a number, team size? So so all together, I have, as far as the core unit, I have three on staff with me total, but as far as my outsource world and the teams that I have ready to plug in, I'm pushing close to 55 different members if you count their support staff as well. Okay, uh, got it. Um, and I, I'm guessing now that because this is a service-based offering, you raised, uh, you bootstrapped the company, you didn't raise. Yes, definitely. It all came down what 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 I earned is what I had to grow off of, um, and that's what I really used to put the, the the company together piece by piece, which shaped a lot of my philosophies and, and and a lot of my approaches as well. Okay, so when when you start with a client, let's say I'm a client coming in, um, are they selecting from like a, a package of you know set items? or are you customizing per client? I, I, like, I, I like to customize because although there might be commonalities and, and, and generalities that you, you can kind of look at to know that within this industry or within this market, this, these are probably the areas that they're lacking. Each business tells a different story. 
Each business is serving a different market. They're focused on a different offering. There, there's, I, I like to operate from a, a place of curiosity, getting to know the client, getting to know their exact circumstances, and really trying to pick out what's going to be most beneficial to them at, at, at that juncture, while also trying to guide them towards, okay, this, this is what our concept of a well-rounded digital platform that's really going to maximize what it produces for your bottom line would look like. Okay. And is there a specific size of company, a sweet spot that you like to work with, or do you work with everybody? So right now we're focused more on the, the smaller to mid-sized companies, although we do have some, some other relationship projects that, that, are, that are leading us in, in, into the, the world of the larger companies. Right now we really have a primary interest in the smaller to mid-sized companies. Okay. Got it. And um, do these, when companies uh, are approaching you, are they doing this through directly to you or are you doing heavy marketing to get the word out? So what we try to do is provide value everywhere we go. So whether that's our, our social posting or whether that's the individuals that we have tied into our direct messaging campaigns or whether that's the relationship referrals that we see from, from, uh, from former partners and current partners um, in the industry that, that, that bring us into projects or introduce people to us for projects. Um, so it's really a wide, very approach, but I'd say more of a direct personalized outreach. I like to try to pick the companies that I think I can be the most help to. So while we do have some inbound uh, marketing approaches going as well, a lot of it, we, we really like to be particular about who we're working with. Okay. And when, when you're doing your outreach, um, are you focusing on like CMO level? So we're, we are looking at, at, at the, the C-suite levels and above more, more along the owners. We like to reach out directly to the owners in a lot of our, our, a lot of our direct outreach campaigns. But most of this are, are relationships that we've built, whether that's them coming into contact with some of the information and value we share on our various platforms, or whether they're coming by way of another person that thought that, that we would be a good fit to help maybe help them with some of the challenges that they're facing. Okay, and uh, could you possibly tar you know, give us your top outreach channel? So right now, um, for the last, for quite a while now, it's been LinkedIn. Um, and I think, you know, I know that there's been uh, a significant increase in the volume on LinkedIn. And, and, you know, there's, that comes with a quite varied approach. But I still think that LinkedIn pound for pound, penny for penny, it is probably the best channel if you utilize it effectively. Well, yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, I was gonna ask, you must be using LinkedIn in a very specific way because when I do my outreach, I know it's not digital marketing, but let's say any sort of outreach, I find that I tend to come off as more salesy or spammy because you know you're you're consistently reaching out to a lot of people and i i don't see the return so i'm guessing either you have amazing wording or you're using it in a very specific way 
Well, I, I utilize it generally for who I would consider would be the individuals that I'm targeting for business reasons. I really focus on maturing the relationship and really trying to come at them from a personal and value approach. And, and, and it's true. The, the challenge with LinkedIn is, is that not everybody's on there consistently as often as you would like, and that there has been a significant increase in a lot of what I would consider the noise. Um, but that, that comes down to your branding, your presentation, your content, the, 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 the real, what I would consider how long you put into the most important aspect of any marketing campaign, which is the relationship to you, right? Even right. if it's on a large scale, you gotta be able to resonate with who you're really trying to serve. And I think a lot of that comes to just starting from a place of curiosity and true care and concern for who you're trying to talk to. Sure. And so that means you're not doing automation in any way on LinkedIn. No, I, I and, and I, you know, I, I think I played with that a little bit, but I think that the, the, the potential um, cost that, that it can cost you on LinkedIn versus the benefit isn't there. And I think that for so long, companies pushed so far towards automation that they lost sight of that, of that personable aspect. And I think that one of the things that the um, present climate the various crises that we're facing both in um, human aspects and in business aspects, it, it, it's really um, increased the speed at which some of the transformations I think in the business environment are taking place. For instance, it pushed people to understand the value of the, the digital world a lot faster than, than what we were seeing as, as, as up to that point. And one of the other aspects is the consumer's expectation of really being valued as a consumer or as, uh, as an individual themselves. Um, right. I think that, you know, with the pain people are facing in today's environment, it's really made them sensitive as to whether or not a company is coming off as genuine, authentic, and sincerely caring about what, what their current pains and needs are in this environment. And so I think that when you automate, it's really hard to come across in that authentic fashion. Now, automation has its, its place. And I mean, I, I think that it's necessary for any type of real growth or scale. But right. I think that everything should be approached from a user experience and understanding where that user, that customer, that individual is at right now at this time in history. Okay. Great. Uh, well, Robert, this next section is about problems that can be solved. You know, uh, entrepreneurs are always, or I would say even before becoming an entrepreneur, someone who's looking to solve a problem or, you know, just starting his journey. Do you have like anything in the last few weeks that you see as a consistent, persistent problem that someone can solve? Something that you face personally? So uh, 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 I think that through any, uh, any problem, any challenge can be, so, can be solved through consistent, intentional uh, action taken to improve, whether that's 
constantly learning more and, and learning deeper understandings of, of what your focus is or whether that's just growing as an individual. I, I think that when it all comes down to it, in order to have the life you want, you have to be the person that has that life. So if you start with growing yourself into what you're trying to achieve or into the level that you're trying to secure, I think that that's, that's where it all starts. And if you start from that place, it will lead you to the solutions, the answers, the understandings that guide you to what you're trying to achieve. Um, okay. As far as from, from a marketing standpoint, I think that really taking the time to step back really articulate and, and sharp, crisply spell out who it is you're really trying to serve and what their real-time experience is right now in this environment. And then going back through all of your messaging, all of your branding, all of your copying and making sure that it's resonating and speaking to the moment that we're in. Okay, got it. Well, uh, Robert, if you don't mind, we'll wrap up with the famous five. Most definitely. All right. So number one, uh, what would you say is your favorite business book? Uh, I'm sorry, Remy, you broke up there. Would I say who is my favorite business mentor currently? No, uh, favorite business book. Oh, business book. I'm sorry. So <laughs> book, I'm an avid reader. So um, picking out a favorite book is somewhat of a challenge, but I will say like this from, from a business philosophy standpoint, it's yeah. a blue ocean strategy that that's really what I try to focus on from a sociology, psychology type of standpoint, Malcolm Gladwell takes the cake with uh, tipping point and outliers. And when, and, and, and one of my older oldies but goodies is Zig Ziglar and Ziglar on selling. I, I think those those would really cover the gambit as far as my favorite books. Perfect. Okay, um, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? So I, I have two CEOs right now that I'm really focused on. Uh, one is Paul Costiel. Uh, a man that, that, that's done over $50 million worth of sales and, and, and is running three brands, uh, Audience Innovation, Blazing Connect, and Curry Costiel. And then the other one is Jason Miller. And this is a gentleman that's um, been in business coaching and consulting for well over two decades. Um, and he, he, he really, uh, he's really impressed me with uh, some of the things that he's taught me personally about scale and growth and, and, and business processes that re have really helped um, a lot of my own internal processes. Okay. Um, number three, what would you say is your favorite online tool for growing your business? So I, I, there's a lot of tools that, that I like. So it kind of depends on where the business is at in their life cycle and, and, and what aspect of business we're looking at. Um, for free tools, it pretty, run, pretty much runs the gambit and is necessary for content creation, I'd say Canva. Um, okay. For social sharing um, and, and, and trying to make sure that you keep the, the content sharing out there and the organic growth going, I'd say Hootsuite just for the ability that you have to make out your social calendar and, and really make it simple to make sure you're really reaching all your major platforms. 
Um, for scale and growth, depending upon where the business is at in their life cycle, I think penny for penny, pound for pound, you can't beat. Um, you can't beat uh, click funnels, or and then as you scale larger, Sharp Spring is also a very a, a very good option. I believe. Sorry, what was the last one? Sorry. Sharp Spring. Sharp Spring. Okay. Got it. Okay. Um, number four, if you could give your 20 year old self a piece of advice, what would it be? Focus and consistency really lock on to what you're trying to achieve and stay focused on that. And don't let anything interfere with where you're trying to get to. Don't let yourself get distracted. Got it. Okay. And the final question is how many hours of sleep do you get every night? <laughs> So I, 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 this was actually the question that, that, that I was uh, the most concerned about because I only get four to six hours, but it's been like that for years. I was a former Marine. And so that, that, that kind of schedule just got drilled into me. It was the one I said, you really do not take care of yourself enough in that area. <laughs> so we can say five hours average? Five hours average, I think would be fair. Perfect. Well, Robert, thank you so much for joining to me, uh, joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. I hope to maybe follow up with you a year from now to see where Thoughtful Innovations has grown. Uh, Rami, it was a true honor. I, I, I enjoy your podcast. You always have the best guests and, and questions that really make you think and, and, and give fresh perspectives. So I, I just really appreciate the opportunity. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a great afternoon. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on any of the available podcast platforms so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. If you have an extra minute, leaving a review would help us grow.